Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I am Rodney Godak. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm just I'm in a bad mood because of this uh, this tenant I was just telling you about. Like, yeah, man. Like, I I'm a three three months a landlord. Um, for those of you out there who don't know, and I have this tenant who just is giving me crap about parking and there's no parking guaranteed in the la- in the lease and anyway it's a it's a, it's a headache I don't want to have on a Tuesday night when I got to do my podcast you know it's like lady yeah, I yeah, yeah. just want to do my gotta, thing I just want to relax and do my plug. thing don't let it um you know don't let it uh, infect what uh, what we got going on tonight yeah I don't want uh, bring... it's going to be a fun one yeah don't um I'm doing okay me. today Today's been, uh, you know, I had the baby, uh, wife back at school. I'm still taking some time off to spend with the, with the babe. She was awesome today. Did a little bit of, um, little side work, uh, art on the, uh, tablet and, uh, oh, did a little bit more test playing on, uh, on Oath so that I had to refine that, uh, whenever I eventually host it with whomever I end up hosting, uh, a little campaign or a couple games with. That's a, that's a good so game. yeah, a fun little relax. It is a great game. It was a lot of fun. There's so many different ways that can um, the game can change just from the cards. It's it's unique every time you play it. So sure. so tonight we are going to be discussing she will. She will a movie that I knew pretty much nothing about uh, except I had seen like part of a trailer and I, I remember thinking it looked good. I think um, I had just saw the poster. And I was like, and I, I saw the poster. I think it was on someone's list as one of the top horrors or was critically rated on Tomatoes for being better than most other horror released this year. And based upon the fact that it was on someone's list for being uh, highly favorable on Rotten Tomatoes and the poster looked so cool, I was like, well, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know where I saw the clip, but I know that I knew... Uh, Malcolm McDowell was in the film before it had started. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my only, uh, I don't know, the only thing I knew about it. Sure. Uh, it's in a, so for me, this is an interesting movie for us to discuss because it, I think, it can land a lot of different ways, but I think that it is a perfect representation of um, a middle of the road type movie or story or um, genre folk horror, which uh, subgenre, like it's middle of the road in a lot of ways, but it's, it's doing things in such a high level of execution that I think that it propels it to something that should be considered or revered more than it probably end up ever will be. I think it deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I think it won't last with a viewer, but I think it's very, very, very strong in all the aspects that we're going to get into. Uh, and for me, I think it's a, I feel really strongly in a positive uh, way about it, but I don't think that it's, when I look back critically, it's not that it's going to blow you away in any one way. It's just that it's so good at what it's doing that you should feel really um, uh, fulfilled after watching it if you are a cinephile or into the genres that it's 
you know, um, that it's embedded in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. I think this movie achieves uh, more things on a technical level uh, than it does, unfortunately, from my own perspective, on an entertainment level. Well, that's because you're you're more part of the patriarchy. And I don't think... That's the other thing. This is is, is a a feminist movie in a lot of ways. Um, Oh, it definitely is. It's not, you know, feminist in the way Take Back the Night is feminist. Right. But it has strong female leads that are going through a transformative experience. And... It's not heavy-handed in or preachy, but it is very much about womanhood. Uh, and again, this is coming from a, a male that doesn't really relate or understand exactly, uh, in, a, at an, in an emotional level, what the characters could be going through or what, you know, I'm led to believe or what I'm being shown. I, I can't relate in that way, but sure. from an objective experience, I obviously can try to understand uh, what can give you strength to. To move forward with um, or rebirth in life after you have, you know, uh, gone through your ordeal or your trial. And uh, so all of that is just like it's it's funny. It's like a witch's brew of all these elements. You know, there's so many cool parallels that, that are come up through the film visually um, in the storytelling that are just so steeped in the the folk and the lore of which and uh scotland folk tales in general you know what i mean like that I, it's it's so lush with all of those elements that there's so much to chew on even if it's not this like otherworldly viewing experience yeah yeah i i visually the movie is is beautiful um the it's it's um, wonderfully acted um i even love like the um all of the peat, as they called it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All of the peat uh, CG. I, I never once was like, would this, did I scowl at it? You know, and and you right. know what I, how what a stickler I am for that crap. Um, like it was all just done, like as I said, technically very well. Um, I loved the environments. I, I loved, um. The, I loved the story. I'm not going to say that you know, scene for scene, that I that I enjoyed mm-hmm. it all. But like the overarching plot, um, the tr- the transformation of not only the main character but her assistant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, once again, a lot of like overcoming trauma was a big part of the narrative, and uh, and it has been a big part of the narrative for a lot of uh, movies. Uh, especially in the genre, yeah. Uh, this year, it seems to be it seems to be a major recurring theme. You know, uh, yeah, and well, like, like, a ton of things. Yeah, oh, and uh, men, uh, resurrection. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. like this is the third, this is sixth the sixth movie of season two, and we're batting fifty percent on like literally just like female led trauma uh, movies. Like, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know what to attribute that to. Um, I'm not sure if it's that these voices weren't giving a uh, platform before 
or if they just have better awareness and representation now as we are a more progressive and inclusive culture um, as you know as studios or film execs go you know you know I'd love you know, I'd love to think it's the second one <laughs> right 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 yeah I know and so I guess it is very interesting that there's so much more of this happening. It's great. Um, I welcome it. Um, the thing that is important to note is, uh, I feel very strongly about this at least, is making a film that deals with some of the topics that each of the films that we've already referenced uh, get into. It's one thing to make a film that references heavy topics or serious topics. Uh, you know, like Master is a great example as far as trying to tackle uh, race relations in a sort of uh, modern college uh, young adult environment yeah, or adult true. really I mean you know newly adult like yeah. it's one thing to talk about those kinds of uh, subject matters it's another thing to do it in an artful and intending way where you're actually communicating on a lot of different levels like you mentioned visuals like that, that's coming at you one way the way that music and the scores composed with this in companion with the visuals takes you another way like all of those elements i think need to be included in films like this and i think master did a great job because it was also playing with you know is this a race thing is this a spooky ghost story horror thing and it had a really cool juxtaposition right right uh right. this one just hits like all of the traditional movie making elements you would need to tell a good story and it just has all of the subtext of of femininity and witches and the environment of scotland and the earth um, which Earth is so important in, you know, Wiccan culture and all that, if that's a way to describe it. Uh, you need all of that to to go hand in hand. You need to do it well. Just because you talk about whether it's race or femininity or something that's a hot button type topic, just because your movie is about that doesn't mean that it's inherently worth watching, good, worthy of discourse. It can be a garbage movie. And it's great that you've talked about it and brought it to the forefront uh, for people to discuss, but you need to you need to bring us somewhere you can't just give us an idea and let us do all the work thinking and talking about it. and i've been very strong obviously as far as like you know world's fair and take back the night where i think they're talking about very serious things and i like those ideas i want to talk about that more or see i want to be told a story about those uh topics more but those i thought were executed so poorly that it was a disservice to the subject matter yet people still think that it's People still promote it and build them up in a way that I think is disingenuous. And I, I think that they're well intended where they just want more people to see it and to talk about those subjects and to care about those subjects. And they right. want more more movies to be made about those subjects. Sure. But, so, by, but by lifting up like the, the, the so-called, you know, bad art or whatever, um, just because of the subject matter is, is, yeah, like you said, like not, not exactly genuine. It's just, yeah, it's not maybe the best representation. Just because there's another person uh, drawing the voice on that topic does not mean that that voice is uh, well curated, I suppose, for the sure. subject matter. So uh, do you want to do finish broad strokes and score for She Will before we get into a little bit more details about yeah. what made it, um, what we're talking about? Yeah, let's do it. She Will, uh, a movie about a woman... Uh, who in the she's she's seemingly at the end of her life, 
she goes to a retreat just to just to be alone um and once again you think that maybe it's it's like to die you know <laughs> like she's ready um she has a, a nurse who's a 24/7 uh nurse and um you know just some crazy things happen um some unexpected uh things happen uh this movie was it was good um unfortunately for me it was and the best way i can describe it without insulting the film is that it's it's it was forgettable um yeah it looked great yeah it sounded great it had great acting um like i said the story was good but by the end of the movie i kind of forgot like what we were doing there in the first place like <laughs> it's it's just like a you know it's just like a bunch of like really cool scenes like packed into you know just like one right after another and um so for me for me I have to give this movie uh, a five uh it, it's it's in it's in a realm or it's in a number where where I would say you know check it out if you're into that sort of thing and I would I would describe it to you but it's not like I would. I would not suggest uh, that anybody go see this movie. Oof, oof! <laughs> I, just, I thought it was funny uh, whenever you said if you're into that sort of thing. I'm not sure what you meant by that <laughs> sort of thing. Like what part of the topic that you are, that you mean whenever you said? Yeah, like you it's, know, like a like a boring art house movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm interested in our conversation focusing in on the on what you're having a hard time putting your finger on. Cause I, I don't disagree with you. I think what I thought of as you were talking, waiting to talk, uh, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, cause it's like what you do, right? You like forget that someone's talking, you don't listen to what they're saying. You're just thinking of what you're about to say, right. um, which is not what I was doing, but something dawned on me. Cause I've been trying to figure this out. The sole conversation that we've had, there is still something that, like holds me back from completely fully embracing this as a magnificent movie. And it's, it's a, a je ne sais quoi. I don't know what right. exactly it is. The best I think that I'm coming to realizing, cause this, this was my second viewing that I watched uh, right before we got on live was uh, I, it might be like, I don't like to say this term, but like an, the it factor, it doesn't, it doesn't have like this like thing that it's like, just this, this spark there's something lacking it is so excellent in everything that it's doing but it still feels in some way lacking and i don't know exactly why um it's hard to say because i love every part of this movie uh there might be some pacing issue but again it's a, an art health and slow and there's visuals there so you're listening and and seeing things that are so beautiful and transformative that you're still transfixed to the screen and still enjoying what you're seeing. Uh, so it's, it's hard to say for me, I know that my first viewing, I, I left that uh, viewing with a uh, rating it at nine out of 10. I could have been maybe a little bit inebriated, which made the, the feelings in the atmosphere even that much more impactful. And I know when I first watched, it, I had my headphones on, I was right here in the room on the uh on the monitor so i was glued and immersed in a way 
more so than I was when I just rewatched it with the wife in the living room in the middle of the day mm-hmm. while I was having dinner, you know? So sure. <laughs> I think that viewing and like, I might want to pull it back to a, an eight, but I still feel strongly about that nine. And so I think I'm going to just leave it at that nine and we'll see where the conversation goes. If maybe that, you know, something else come to, comes out and adjust that. But I would recommend this to, to people. I think that if you are into uh, art house or you're into slow burns, if you're into folk horror, if you're into witch horror, if you're into um, Scotland or British Isle type environments for your films, because this is very heavily uh, involving nature and the look of it and the way the, the characters are communing with it. If that's your thing, you know, if you're Wiccan, obviously, uh, this movie is for a lot of people. But I think that people that are more popcorn, horror, saw, big blockbuster horrors, like, nope, like, if that's your cup of tea and your regular stuff, this will not communicate to you probably at all. Um, I think you'll be bored out of your mind and would not be interested in it. So um, it doesn't mean it's a, you're, that you're any better or worse than anyone that is into it or isn't into it. It's just, I think that that's just a fair statement as far as where that line is drawn, you know? All right. So, so let's five, get into it then. Five and a nine. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do this thing that we forgot uh, to do earlier. Uh, she t- will taller than most average men. An aging film star retreats to the Scottish countryside with her nurse to recover from surgery. While there, mysterious forces of revenge emerge from the land where witches were burned. Um, this movie is directed by Charlotte Colbert, um, written by Kitty Percy and Charlotte Colbert. Um, or or Colbert. Kitty, per- Kitty <laughs> Percy just uh, it's it's too close to being uh you know alliterative to to other feminine words that it's like or you know uh innuendo right. it's so it's fun uh so I want to m- comment um we'll reread that because your little recap that you gave before you scored it, you're like, she's down the countryside in the end of her life. She's done this. Like, you completely glazed over the facts. Either it didn't mean anything to you or, you, or you're just like, it doesn't really matter. It didn't, like, she just had a double mastectomy. Yeah. Which is uh... kind of crucial to this idea that, you know, um, again, can't relate emotionally. Right. But, uh, womanhood itself like it's a symbol of who you are your body is now 100 percent different it's not the same as losing uh my penis or balls but uh it's very similar and close to it like to your identity your femininity is gone now uh just like that from one thing and so while she might still have cancer treatment or things to worry about that action or that act occurring and now her going up to try to mend or heal is um extremely important with the events of the film and thinking about uh, her her femininity and in that environment where witches were burned at the stake. Uh, they said, they mentioned earlier on the movie, there's 3000 plus bodies buried amongst right. this countryside where they're, uh, where this retreat is at. So it is very important when you, when you glazed over, I was like, we're going to, we're going to revisit that. <laughs> it's not important. But to your point, um, it is rather fleeting early on. They do discuss it later on, obviously, whenever she goes through her transformation and everything. But um, it's 
this movie is more subtle with some things it, and others not so much, but so that's an easy thing to maybe glaze over or to miss or to not be as impacted for because it's just going to give you a little taste of it and it's going to move on and start getting into other things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Were you thinking about the mastectomy the whole time during the movie or was it like gone from your mind? Um, I mean, I, I knew it was there. Um, I, okay. So like we have the bath scene. Okay. Did well, you watch on, this? Did you watch this with Anastasia, or it was just no? Me? I watched it alone. Okay, alone. So, alone. So I, so yeah. I was fully immersed. No, yeah, I know. I was just wondering because I, you know, I imagine Anastasia would have very strong feelings with some of the subject yeah. matter, and so exactly. I'd be, I was interested, yeah. but it doesn't matter. So, um, when everyone is introduced, uh, there's like a groundswoman who announces that um, there will be Pete in the water. Um, you can complain all you want. You're drinking it anyway, right? It's a really cool line. Um, I wish there was more of this lady in the movie, but she has, like, no scenes. Yeah, they're very mysterious. <laughs> Her and the ATV lady. Yeah. Uh, so she's taking a bath. Uh, she's warned by her nurse not to get her bandages wet, and she's basically completely submerged. Her bandages obviously completely soaked. Yeah. And uh, this drip uh, comes from the faucet, and it is blackened by something. You're assuming maybe Pete or whatever. Yeah. And then and then it like kind of gets its own will and sneaks up in there, and then it it goes it goes around the bandages, and and you assume it like seeps inside her through these these sutures, and she kind of. From that, from that on, like that's the inciting incident. Like she is now, yeah. the she is now transforming into this, uh, like basically full blown witch um, by the end of the movie. Um, but... Yeah, it's. I think that it's great because they, it's it, it is a literal like Pete is literally in in the water, but it does it so it it's visually showing you the Pete in the water penetrating uh, her body, but then it does start to mix all these visuals of where it's like space and dust and just like energy and there's all these like um evocative subjective uh visual scapes of uh of what's occurring and yes it's very um ephemeral yeah t- tons and... of tons of like uh ash in the sky ash falling oh yeah which which i think was imagery. great the guy at the, at the bar later on is like oh those are witches feathers it's, uh, it's ashes, yeah. ashes from the the charcoal from the charcoal, um, yeah. the, the burning that they're doing there, which they have divine charcoal that they're doing in their art thing. I, so I love all of those. Like it's so layered, it's all meaningful, yeah. and it's all they're in a natural environment, and it, it nature plays such a huge role in Wiccan uh, uh, religion and in you know with what the witches were doing uh, three hundred years ago. Uh, 1722 is the last tombstone that they see on the way to the camp. Right, right. So, yeah, I love that all of that is happening. It makes it so much more lush. Yeah. Plus, we're getting also little uh, little flashes of, of witches. Uh, the same image uh, comes over time and time again of a witch yeah. uh, tied to a tree, mostly scarred from fire um, in this kind of face mask that uh you'll find later the nurse is like flipping through a book and there's like the mask that they would put on women who were insolent 
is like the, that was like the punishment was this mm -hmm. mask that definitely yeah i think it even had like a ball uh, gag yeah. yeah yeah definitely like um stopped them from being able to talk in addition to whatever else whatever other torture it, it did yeah uh you, you're gonna they do a lot of dream states or dream sequences yeah 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 the transformation is cool like it starts with um it seems like she almost astral travels in these dream yeah. states where where she's actually be, she's actually you know maybe incorporeal but she is still out there she is actually present doing these witchy things while her you know physical body is sleeping in the bed um so that was like a a neat uh concept right uh and 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 you have to get used to it right cuz the first time it happens you're like oh was that a dream and the second time it happens you're like Oh, it's definitely not a dream. Uh, right? Yeah, like her physical body is moving sometimes, but her mind is also going in other places while her physical body is moving, and sometimes her body's not moving and her mind is just moving. It's a, it's an amalgamation of all of those possible things. It's like, yes, like the astral projection of things are just doing things, um, things just doing things. Jesus, Roddy. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, I think that they do a really good job of just hitting you with those visuals to know that you are leaving the earthly realm of sorts, you know, and, and going on an adventure, like through the, the sound and through the visuals with having those flashes of different uh, color or light or imagery, uh, it, it does, it's taking you somewhere and you know that because all the other interactions with the other characters are very standard format, um, you know, characters in, in frame and, interacting with one another and then you get into these trippy things and you know what's happening it's very i think they do a good job of isolating those sequences in a way that you know what's going on for the most part you know yeah where yeah you might question it but it's doing it right and it you will understand uh, eventually because of the repetitive nature of how they build it and that they they follow their own rules uh, well, they don't break the rules so that you are really questioning. Because there's plenty of times where we're watch like um, we're gonna talk about all the different movies that we've watched that are folk and and witchy horror. But Hellbender, for me, I remember oftentimes it was hard to tell when they were doing real things or not real things because there was no real strong visual cues that you were in a different space or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you were always questioning. It wasn't until you were several moments or minutes into that scene or after the scene occurred where you're like, oh, that was in the past. Oh, that was real. Oh, that was a dream. Oh, that was, you know. Yeah. For me, at least, that's that's the one that comes to mind where it was confusing with when things were doing what. Well, okay, so speaking of Hellbender um, and and maybe some kind of confusion uh, following the the film, uh, th this was uh, Charlotte's first feature. Um, she has a handful of shorts behind it. Um, this was also uh, Charlotte and Kitty's first feature uh, script uh, as well. So, you know, first of all, to, like, break out with this movie, I think is huge. Uh, and oh, is yeah. A, and is a great, like, you know, I, I gave it a five, but, like, th this is an excellent, excellent first uh, first feature for any, any writer-director, I think. Um, but again, your five, like it's 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 missing. It's because it doesn't have that. There's something about it that it is so lacking. Yeah, and yeah. Your, your five is valid. It's still a great movie. 
like five to this it makes sense but it is a, more than a five in a way you know like it's it's such a it's an a good, interesting thing it's a good movie yeah, I, 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 it's a, an amazing first film yeah it's a, it's a good movie and i have and i have very few bad things to say about it in fact i don't know if i have any bad things to say about it i just everything that i liked i just didn't like enough to right. give it a higher score like like yeah yeah it was it was beautifully shot yeah it was beautifully acted the writing was 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 fine i wouldn't say it was excellent uh the story yeah. i think was better than the dialogue right um but yeah there's I, a few moments you know. of like impactful messaging that occur or like interesting things about the, the dialogue but yeah for the most part it's it's just the events that are unfolding that are yeah, yeah. I was I was was way more interested in like in in beats and plot points as opposed to yeah. like what everybody was saying to each other. I just didn't think you know some, some movies have interesting dialogue, some movies have very natural kind of basic dialogue, and that's and that was what this had. And and you know I don't know. It it definitely like you said, it needed something, and I don't know I don't know what it was, but I know that that I watched the movie with a smile you know i enjoyed every i enjoyed everything and yeah i mean it's almost like it's it's maybe like a like a like a sick movie like a movie that you would want to watch when you're just laying in bed and it it, like a comfort movie or it's like it's like how you would feel about like uh like comfort food that it's not amazing food but you love eating it yeah and it makes you feel good Yeah. yeah i even liked i even liked the static uh, when she yeah. was in like which incorporal you know astral travel which form or whatever, you know. So so I guess okay if we, if I if I want to talk about what I didn't like, I would say that that the plot was was very predictable. Like I I definitely knew everything that was going to happen, so I was never really surprised. Um, you know, any surprise I took from the film was more kind of like a oh that's an interesting interpretation of that thing. Oh, I like that they really did it that way. You know, like that. Those were my surprises. Like, yeah. we'll try. You know. We'll try to uh, not address, like, not address how potentially put pretentious that sounds. I'm just, I'm just it, saying. It like, definitely sounds. It definitely sounds snobbish and pretentious. But like, okay. I mean, I definitely All knew right. everything that was going to happen. I'm not criticizing you, and I'm not attacking you, but I'm saying, like, when if you were to to cut that bite. Yeah. Uh, it sounds <laughs> like uh, that you're up here on this lofty mountain of of art horror and you're like i knew what was happening for yeah. this is like i knew pete davidson was the guy like i did i back. definitely <laughs> did all right i knew he was gonna die first anyway uh i knew it, i knew it's an accident too anyway um but i under your sentiment though is is valid and and i agree the movie um it's it's like any other movie the 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 structure of it is like, okay, here's a woman, uh, you get to, she's recovering from something. She starts to commune with the environment. It has witchy vibes and you see the flashbacks. So, you know, she's going to become more immersed in it in one shape or form, uh, and transformative in that and interact with characters through that element. And she might die at the end if there is an antagonist, but there never is really an antagonist. So, you know, that she's going to overcome and face something Right. and succeed in what she yeah. faces so in that sense it's a very linear structure yeah. that you is it's, not it, doing anything new yeah, not right. reinventing the wheel you know it so yes, right. you yeah right yeah yeah right. it's, it's it's very it's very obvious and then that and that you know and not that it's bad it just it takes it away 
for me. No, right? of course like, not. <laughs> there's, there's no suspense. There's no thrill. There's no mystery. Okay, so what is there? There's just progression, like the progression of time. Yeah, and forward. it's like, and it's it's experiential. It. Um, yeah, it is. It, it's way more. It's way more art than yes. than uh, story. I guess is the best way to put it. I don't want to say it's more art than film because obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but you know, like, and that's that's what it's an interesting point because like, um, there's a lot of great art and artworks that are pretty simple, straightforward um, things, or what they're what the artist intended on communicating. It's like, oh, this is this is uh, you know the this is life, this is sadness, this is happiness, you know, a, a right. simple emotion. And it's just through like abstract uh, painting, especially um, you just experience it and it, 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 it just washes over you, you know, and it's not as if it's something else. So um, this is a movie that is more about the art form of like uh, communicating the feelings and emotions that the characters are going through. Uh, that you're going through with them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, like, so, we you know, we talk about the, the plot, right? I mean, like, I just, I just didn't feel anything, you know? Like, she's, she's really cold, she's really cold to the nurse, right? And, sure. but then, but then she gets her power, and the nurse is about to get raped in the woods, and she uses her power to to suck that guy into the earth. It was a great scene. It's a great scene, but like you knew that she was about to. She knew she was going to be rescued by the the protagonist and her power. Um, her newly found power. Um. So then, and and like, okay. So the nurse does the nurse know? Does she have an idea? She like I think she feels it, but she doesn't. She doesn't know how to say anything, right? And then yeah, because she yeah. Then we come to like right like the climax, and she's like, she's you know, she has no friends or family as far as we know. She says she hates kids early on, right? She gives the, this um, the the protagonist, right? Yes. She gives her uh, her this necklace, this heirloom necklace or pendant or whatever, to uh, the nurse, and the nurse mm -hmm. is like, nurse is like, no, I can't take this. This was your mother's, and she's like, no, take it and get out of here and never come back. Because you know she mm -hmm. she's about to face her villain, and she doesn't think she's going to survive, right? She thinks right. that the maybe she thinks that the energy, the power that she's going to have to tap into to do this thing to face her fear, it, she just doesn't think she's going to make it, right? Um, so then she goes and does it. They they even like she even like materializes to where he can see her, so they can talk for a second. Um, and this is definitely her facing her trauma, right? Um, mm -hmm. So she turns into the into the black swirly uh, ash um, smoke yeah, monster. The, yeah, the, 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 the witch's feathers. Witch's that, feather. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that like, kind of pushes him off the balcony, and he dies, right? Um, but but while this is happening, we have the nurse driving away, crying. And then, like, and then you see her driving again, but now it doesn't look like she's driving away. It looks like she's driving back. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, she gets there and she's out, and the the protagonist is obviously like out of energy. She's completely like like wasted. The nurse gets there and it's like, you know, wake up or uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like the next scene, there, you know, everybody's fine and happy and like she's come out the other side. You know, truly, you know, the hero's journey, right? Um, she's she is not the person who started this movie. She's she's because like when she started the movie, she was very like very angry, very bitter. You know, even the end where um, where she does go ahead or go against um, the the director, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she she like strips nude, um, and you see the scarring, and mm-hmm. uh, you know she you know maybe accepts yeah or embraces her her body you know for the first yeah, time absolutely, yeah. since the surgery so like that and that's and that's where her power comes from in this final moment right she's it's it this doesn't change anything about the strength uh and beauty and everything that she is right. you know um because yeah she's an uh, she's an aging actress she is not as sought after for roles the way that she once was she was sure. this original person and so now it's like she's an aging actress uh she's at the tail end of her career and now she has this, this issue where that you take this away from her so she was at the bottom of what she thought was her life and career and she was going to you know is it you know to fade out as it were uh right. as a as a as an aging uh former hollywood actress and it's like this this rebirth um and yes, that signified uh, her ownership and deciding that 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 doesn't define her. That that she does still have life and strength, and she's going to embrace that and and be proud and strong moving yeah. forward. Yeah, she like uh, so when she when she uh, approaches the director, um, th- you know, once again through uh, astral projection, um, he. She approaches him initially, like as her current self, and then as her um, as her younger self, because she was uh, abused by this guy in some way uh, when she was a child. And um, I liked this uh, this switch, right? Because the, the they had the interview with the with the director, where the interviewer really mm-hmm. got on his ass about this Ill- potential or uh, alleged illicit relationship between them uh, from when right. she was 13. And, and, like, did you get that, like, you know, she was communicating through him. She was, like, getting him to say those things. Right. Uh, like, yeah, to yeah, be her cause, voice. Yeah, because naturally, you would, yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, he wasn't there. It wasn't, it wasn't a hit piece. He was yeah, on a show. Yeah. It was supposed to be a light show. Yeah. And he started to ask very uh, pointed questions about his potential uh, misdeeds, misgivings as a director right. with a actress who was 13 at the time. Yeah. And he was very defensive and like, I didn't do anything wrong, and we yeah. have a special relationship. And but. So what I liked, what I liked about this was, every time you see the young version of her, she's she's got this like battered, beaten and battered makeup. Um, and then at the end, when she approaches him directly, um, she instead of the of the battered and bruised makeup, she has this sloppy smeared lipstick 
uh, look, which uh, you know implies and or reinforces the the sexual assault uh, angle. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, he says, you know, he says, you knew what you were doing, like, just before she throws him off the balcony, um, which gives you the, the, uh, the confirmation. Um, but because you don't really know until this moment exactly what was going on. Um, yeah. You could assume he, you know, he beat her at least, you know, once. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's un, um, they don't paint it out you know they don't show you the the horrific act because it doesn't really matter it doesn't, really, it doesn't matter what it is yeah exactly it's a you know it's an adult her truth, and, yeah and you believe her truth uh because of the way it's presented because she's it's this isn't um a recontextualizing or repainting of the past through some different kind of lens because as an adult you know it you know she it's very clear with the way that she has this sort of stoicism and how she is envisioning her past early on in the movie you know, she's looking at the newspaper of uh, the was it um, the Navajo Apache Navajo or Apache, some, yeah, that was the original film, right? Navajo Frontier or some yeah, shit like yeah. that. Uh, and there, he's doing a remake or a re a requel uh, or yeah. a sequel to it, whatever the hell it is. I think they say sequel, but I feel like it's like a whatever. More, more like uh, a requel, yeah. <laughs> right, it seems like that, and. Uh, you see like her reflecting upon her experience and now the fact that there's uh 14,000 girls lined up to audition for this role and she's just thinking like this is an awful person that is still doing this film he's had all this fame after this original awful act that occurred with her he's right. gone on to a star-studded career through the exploitation of her uh femininity at a young age and what does that say? And so, right. Well, also, you know, like, oh, he's, you know, he's, you know, who, who else has he done this to? Of course. Um, he's gonna, you know, he, obviously, he's not gonna not do it again. Um, mm -hmm. God, these poor women. Uh, you know, what can I do? And she can't do anything at, at the beginning, but she can at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I love that it's uh it's you know she doesn't intend on uh, on that she just wanted to get away and like not deal with people and anything she didn't want to face it and she can't because now she's uh, in a way she's confronted because apparently this group uh, an art troupe uh, or group retreat with an artist leading it and this is sort of like where there's like the comic relief of the of the film if you could call it that yeah where yeah. <laughs> the the lead artist uh, I want to say I think it was uh, this guy played by. Um, Hmm. Was it Daniel LePayne? At any rate. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jonathan Harris. It was Jonathan Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podrick Look Lochran was the name of the artist. No, no, no. That was the that was the interviewer. Oh, was remember? That? Oh, that was. was oh, yeah, that's was right. Oh, that's right. No, it's uh, Rupert Everett. It's Tirador. Must have been. Yeah, Tirador. Because he says like that's his. Uh, that's what he goes by. Anyways, it's like it's funny when he first meets them. Uh, there's all these interesting things because they've got the pyramid crystal. He has this uh, Asian woman who's like just always dancing around. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because it's like you can – I view that as like this uh, – a different cultural interpretation or uh, commune with the environment or with nature or with something. But like it – 
didn't fit in this setting like it was it was i think it was meant to be like the 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 contrast or like how it, it doesn't fit here or that she's not communing with the way that the women in this area would or did you know like she's doing the visual dancing that is supposed to do that but it's you're just being you're just doing silly dance that doesn't really do anything you know what i mean yeah the first uh, time I, I saw her dancing i thought it was like tai chi and then right it was yeah more like then it was more like interpretive dance but it, yeah yeah it but very... it's under the guise of this art <laughs> experience and she's yeah. so in touch with it with things uh but the guy that's leading the retreat uh he's he's hilarious because he's a he's a blowhard and he's like he's he's not he doesn't really know what he's doing <coughs> excuse yeah. me <clears throat> and all the techniques that he's talking about <clears throat> utilizing in their art, they're real um, hokey and silly, and it's a it's a good break from the the seriousness of like her transformation. <clears throat> he's always doing like the oh no, oh, and they're doing all the yeah. rituals, and it's like what do you? This is a joke, yeah, like, yeah. It, <laughs> but the very the very real things are happening around it, and he's just like uh completely uh unawares you know he doesn't know what's actually happening and it's a good it's a good little comic foil to all the the more serious events that are happening in the movie that, that, uh, that fire he's like yeah. he's like he's pissing on the ground right there and he's like yeah. it's always important to leave your mark and it's to like leave your mark, to leave your mark on, not, the, on the earth yeah it's not like <laughs> funny funny ha 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 it's just like this is jackass you know you like you smirk yeah. and you kind of chuckle because he's so uh, unaware of it and it's just yeah. like whenever the other uh, male artists they're critiquing her ab- expressionist uh, abstraction that she made with the peat and the charcoal right and he's like why is it so phallic and she's like <laughs> she's, she's like what, what? yeah <laughs> she's like, it's, it's 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 not, it's, it's not. <laughs> and then like they're, they start talking about it and she and, and someone says the patriarchy and he's like oh the patriarchy uh, women yeah. always blaming the patriarchy and she's the book and I'm just like shut the fuck up like and yeah, she just yeah, yeah. engulfed his hand in flames yeah 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 that was a great scene <clears throat> it's you know it's kind of silly in a way that it, like it's like to to it's like weird witchy thing casting a spell type thing. Uh, but it's done in a naturalistic type way, and it's just a quick fleeting moment of like, of her, just realizing that her emotional uh, thought or um, willing her will to to make something happen actually did make something happen, and she's like, it's like clues are like, oh, I can do this, like this is right. nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a great uh, little element and so i think that that they're important in this film because they kind of balance things out so that it's not just her you know you need other things to go on in the movie to make it not so monotonous um, yeah the uh the yeah the artist was was yeah like you said he wasn't laugh out loud funny but he was completely necessary like he had yeah he had to be there he he broke the tension uh mm-hmm. because you know because he was so absurd um yeah he, he was he was great yeah. Um. So the only other, well, yeah, there's not a whole lot else to say. Like it's all of these things are are happening, and they're all aiding to being immersed into experiencing things. But it's like we have already yeah. said that there's something that's not pushing it over the edge 
Um, but for me, when I first watched it, like everything was just heading it. Yes, yes, yes. Like I still feel strongly about my, my final score with it. Um, yeah. And I think I, that it, in part it's heightened because of the soundtrack. So uh, when uh, Desi goes to the bar with the other guy, the other young guy, um, Owen, uh, Goodbye Horses is playing and then like some other random like uh, 80s type electronica is going on. Uh, then they have this, they, they take, I don't know what they're eating. I don't know if it's like shrooms or uh, yeah, something to was, that effect. Yeah, I think they took mushrooms. Yeah. And because he says like, oh, the Pete do something special to it. And so like, this is what kind of. Well, this is what, starts, un- this, this is what unlocks her. Yes. This is what because, starts to penetrate that barrier for her because, because as she's recovering, yeah. yeah, she starts to see the pulsating of the earth. Right. She hears the static in a way. Yeah. She's, she's noticing the breath of the, of yeah. the, of she the has wind. now, she has now ingested the Pete the same way that yes. Pete got into, um, I, I keep saying the protagonist. Veronica, <laughs> Veronica's yeah. body, yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, um, the way that they do her like acid trip on the shrooms, and like they show the slugs mating, yeah. and you see her dancing, you see yeah. uh, Veronica kind of like uh, uh, hovering above the bed and like going on her mind trip. Um, She's also dancing like the same way that that uh, that that dancing uh, guest dances. Um, she does like the same. Oh yeah, yeah. She does yeah, the yeah. same kind of moves, which I think the was, one, like, was lady intentional. Was yeah. Yeah, the Asian the Asian guest. Oh, oh, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that one. Yeah. Yeah, she does the same kind of dance, um, which which I also think was obviously intentional. Um, yeah. Um, of the Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like saying that. Uh, it is great the way that they, they say it. There's other, there's all kinds of other imagery that is in this film that like it sticks with you or that I, I picked up and then I was reinforced on the second watch. Um, there, you know, the film, it's sort of bookended with those uh, landscape shots that are sort of like aerial type, uh, but landscape shots on the horizon where, oh, right. the, where the water's upside down. Yeah, where the landscape um, horizon line is bisecting the frame and you see the perfect reflection of it, but there's things out of focus and that are different and the things are moving. And so it's just like very trippy. The other great thing is, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, when uh, Hathborn does go over the balcony and he lands on the, the checkered floor and they pan out from him, his reflection is mirrored in the blood. In and the blood, like yeah. Echoing the visual of that. Yeah. But then that whole scene has the layering of the the checkerboard bottom floor, but then all the other layers of floor that have that intricate uh, like optical illusion, black white black white striping that's going on, very uh, like like an Elbers esque type repeated pattern. Uh, Jasper Johns, Frank Stella, all this like art reference type design. Um, it might even be Byzantine. I don't know that those kind of old flower, uh, floor mosaics were. But it's just visually so striking and stark and contrasting, uh, like organic and inorganic elements uh, or elements of design and visually like just conflicting with one another. Uh, the other aspect is we talked about the the mushrooms that Desi eats, the peat going in through the bathwater on uh, Veronica. All of the natural elements that exist you kind of envision as being like your like 
connected to one another almost like how you know you've ever heard like all mushrooms are connected to every other mushroom in the world or like in a forest like a mushroom over here is connected to the same they have the same organisms like a group mind hive mind type thing where they are communicating in some way the mycelium or whatever it is i don't know other seth would probably know more but um i thought that this movie did a good job of kind of communicating that that idea that all the natural elements that that exist in the world the witch or her veronica is able to kind of like travel through or commune through you know like whenever he's there with his whiskey i'm like looking at all the organic elements the bar top the scotch that he's drinking came from the earth and the peats and everything like i'm thinking like it's all around you can't escape nature like and so i think that the elements or in the lore of which is being communing with nature is like yes like that is very valid that makes a lot of sense like we can't ignore the fact that we are one with this environment and this planet that we're living on and the way that they visually reinforce that idea to me really like was transformative in the way that I experienced it um, because the way that they do it through the cinematography and then uh, through editing all those visuals with the soundtrack is just man it just it took me somewhere else while I was watching it when it, that first time when I was really immersed yeah. it was special and that's why that nine really stuck yeah. But man, the way that they do all those elements, it's just it's it's perfect. Yeah, vi- it's, visually it's 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 a masterpiece. I I I actually I don't think I've done this. Maybe I did it one time. I'm gonna bump it from a five to a six after after our conversation. I, ha- I have awesome. to get I have to get <laughs> I ha- I just gotta go up one. I, you know it. It was that good. I don't I don't want to put it in the middle of the road at a five. It's got to be on the it's got to be on the plus side. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say about it specifically? A scene that you thought of, or that um, was? Uh... Yeah, I think I did talk about my big scene. Uh, you know, which was kind of the the ending was mm-hmm. was, um, and also like her tr- her transformation completion, when it's her and Desi and they're dressed nice and they're laughing and, and she's telling Desi that Desi's got to be strong and lighten up and. And mm-hmm. go at the world with teeth, or she'll get eaten alive. Yeah, you know, because like, like, like that's yeah, because she's yeah, she, because she, because she's she's starting to clue in, and she's feeling empowered, and she starts to yeah. realize like, yeah, this is you're young, you have your whole life, yeah, and yeah. she's like trying to impart her years of wisdom. Yeah, it's just saying like, don't stay in the background of your own life. Come right. to the front, take ownership, take control. You're a goddamn powerful person, and are the you're the driving this. You yeah. can go wherever you want. Yeah. So and I yeah, mean, to not fight it. That spoke to me. Yeah. Whenever yeah, you have yeah, to have teeth. So if, because yeah, for, yeah, you, you gotta have teeth. Yeah, you gotta have teeth. I, I thought that was a good line. I, I really liked the. You know, I, the end was where all the action was. You know, it's a slow burn. Right. You know that the reason it has such a low score for me is I, it wasn't that it was a too slow of a burn. It was just there wasn't enough. There there was just wasn't enough meat. You know. I mean. Not that there wasn't, you know, because the, but but what you're chewing on in this movie, I think, was more cinematography and soundtrack than it was. Yeah, I think once someone watches, I think that they'll understand. Uh, I think that they'll come away enjoying it, but I think that they'll definitely understand where you're coming from with it. Uh, and same with my with my, with my approach. Uh, it's just a matter of which which one of us that someone might uh, be more aligned with. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, or obviously, emotionally with yeah. uh, with the material. Obviously, um, my my six is because uh, you know two people died, 
like, you know, you know, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, sweet, she's going to turn into a witch. She's going to kill every single person (laughs) at this, at at this uh, retreat, you know, and obviously that's not, I was, that's not what I was delivered. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, movies, movies take more serious approaches to, to what they're talking about. Yeah. I was like, I was like. Oh, oh, it was supposed to be a solo, uh, you know, visit, but it turns out all these people here, well, those are the people who are going to die, so obviously people have to be there, this is a horror movie, and, uh, you know, I, eh, you know, he wanted to tell a serious story, and that's fine, and it did an amazing yeah. job at it, um, the, but, you know, for, for uh, me, we could I don't think we mentioned yet was the, we talked about the score and music happening, but um, during some of the peak moments of the film the real transformative events that are occurring on screen they have this like chorus of this these women chanting with uh like sort of symphonic orchestral um movements and it's so uh climactic and emotional that i was like i was just like on the edge of my seat like like chanting, like I'm breathing with it, yeah. like I'm like I'm feeling the movie course through my veins as like these scenes are going on, and like there's flashing visuals. You see like the there's the Sauron's eye visual that they do a couple of times, yeah, not yeah, really, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Firing yeah, and then a like, lot of fire, a lot of fire, yeah, a lot of fire uh, imagery. And, and so it's yeah, it's very it's very satisfying, rewarding. Um, yeah. So yeah, couple, okay. You're at a six. I'm at a nine. A couple things we didn't mention. Um, this was IFC Midnight production, and a Shutter exclusive. So IFC I, Midnight. It, it must be hitting Shutter soon. I yeah. know that they planned on it, but yeah. And then it is also uh, produced by Dario Argento. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed or thought of it, but Alice Krieg, who plays Veronica, uh, is the Borg queen. Oh really? I didn't. Uh, I didn't go that deep into see. I'm not a huge Star Trek guy, but if you remember, oh, first uh, contact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was her. She has a wow. very long history in film. Oh my god! Uh, so, dude, she was the mom of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake. Yeah. Or, yeah. The recoil. So. Uh, Oh, that's crazy. She's great, and obviously Malcolm McDowell, uh, he wearing sort of like uh, channeling his uh, his inner George Romero with his giant frames, kind of great. Like I, whenever I saw him, I was like, oh man, they should do like a George Romero uh, biopic, but like make it like an actual zombie movie where he's making Dawn of the Dead, but then there's actually a zombie movie. <laughs> zombie movie breaks out while he's making Dawn of the Dead, and it's sort of meta. Yeah. And it's him and seventies and Ooh. use the same use the same kind of effects, even like use just practical effects of the time. I don't know. Maybe make yeah. it be, maybe make it realistic. I, I don't know, but that just sounds fun and he could play George Romero. <laughs> Zombie commentary. Okay. Um so we t- this is witchy horror, yeah? Yeah. Where right. where do you think this sits with some of the other witchy horror? Because there's been a handful of witchy horror that we've right. seen uh since we've begun having our podcast. Right, so so let's just run it down for the audience. Uh, the last thing Mary saw, Hellbender, mm-hmm. You Won't Be Alone, You Are Not My Mother. Um, and then, okay, so we have this movie now, She Will. Well, yeah. well it's, t- it's tough because I really, really enjoyed um, The Last Thing Mary Saw. Yeah. Uh, I also really enjoyed Hellbender. 
Um, you Won't Believe It Alone was good. Slow, artsy, not quite horror, more of a drama. Yeah, clickbaited me with Numi Rapace on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, Numi Rapace on the, cool. on the box cover. She was in the movie for five minutes. You a fuckers. little too many too many <laughs> characters going full retard yeah. on the whole <laughs> yeah, being mute the, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you are not my mother. I also I don't think I gave that one that high of a score, but it was still it was still interesting, entertaining, very folk horror. Um, uh-huh. right, the changeling, yeah, and, and the... changelings, fairies, it, yeah. dealing with all of those elements. I think it also took place in Ireland. I think that was more Irish, not Scottish. Yeah, it's tomato tomato. Uh, for me, so uh, I, to some extent, but I personally, I think I'd put it in the middle of the road. Like I'd say, maybe I, I should, say, maybe I should I, say potato, 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 since we're talking Irish. <laughs> I I think I'd put it in the middle of the road. I'd say I she still, will is in I, the middle of that path. Yeah, I think I think last thing Mary saw in Hellbender probably still a little better. It, it's probably better than Hellbender. I just Hell, think I, I think I enjoyed Hellbender. <laughs> I think last thing Mary saw is the, is the best of these five. Um. So I'd put uh, she will right I mean, under yeah I'd put she will right under that and then like Hellbender you won't be alone you're not my mother they can all just uh, hang yeah out for there. me I for me definitely in that group uh, she will is is up is up there it might be the best one but there is something special about uh, the last thing Mary saw that I did like uh, I think it might have been how confined it was you know like yeah. it was all very close shots a lot of darkness. Um, and it kind of had you uncertain with how things were going to go in a, in sure. a creative way like that. You didn't, you didn't yeah. always know where things that, were going to go. Yeah. You know, that's super religious or, you know, pious, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the Puritan uh, era, Puritan yeah. and, you know, they, it took weeks to travel anywhere. So like when the, you know, when the one guy like came, he, it took him weeks to come back. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. you have like this, you have no real perception of like how fast or slow time is passing as these girls are being punished for being gay and in love. Um, Let's also be realistic. Part of why it is scoring better for you is because of Elizabeth Furman. Isabel Furman. Or Isabella Furman. And and yes, that's probably true. (laughs) Uh, Uh, She was great in that movie. But everyone was great. And that was also a, we had like a a small role from uh, Kieran Culkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He was the, Stranger, yeah, uh, stranger, yeah. So yeah, for me, like uh, she will and Lessing Mary Star are really neck and neck. Um, you won't be alone is probably next for me. Close with that. After that is uh, you're not my mother, and then for me, Hellbender is definitely at the bottom of the pack. Hellbender is yeah. just too indie, too B, uh, too indie uh, yeah. movie for me. Like it, I love indie movies. Uh, obviously, our our boys. Um, uh, uh, ben Gardner and um, uh, Christian Stella and everything that's happened with After Midnight and The Battery, it, those guys are my indie movie guys. Like oh, those yeah. are low budget and they're awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch Hellbender with low budget, too. but not awesome. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, that's my that's my list. Mary, uh, last thing Mary saw, and she will are at the top, and then the next two down are You Won't Be Alone and You're Not My Mother. Hellbender would be my last pick. And so if anyone's looking and hasn't watched any of those, they're all good, um, especially as we get into this time of year and this season. Uh, if you're going to be going to visit Salem, you know, we're not that far away from Salem, Mass. There's a lot of people that do travel there, whether it's for fall foliage or for uh, witchy 
spooky uh, haunting type stuff. Salem is a great attraction. And there's a lot of stuff in upstate New York um, as well that is uh, super popular as this season starts to change. We're still summer. I get that. But it, the season is upon us. We just reviewed 31 Days of Halloween last episode. And so uh, these films are all, I would say, You Are Not My Mother, rewatching in Halloween in October would probably heighten the experience of that film. Oh, uh, because it, because it occurs during Halloween and yeah. it has those thematic elements, I think that that would heighten the experience. The other ones, it does not matter if it's Halloween, except Last Thing Mary Saw is dark and would feel good to watch in October. Yeah. So yeah, Last Thing Mary Saw oh, was so good, and Hellbender. You know, I I I know why you put it last, but man, it it was it was all the right kinds of bad for me, like. <laughs> Yeah, there's coolness to it, you know, the messaging, the punk rock of it. Yeah, I even um, I even liked the music. Like, I thought the music was cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool. <laughs> Which I think their name, their band name is Hellbender, and I think that's Right, yeah, movie, it was a like, family that did, I think it was a husband, wife, the daughter. They were all part of writing the, and uh, and filming it. So, like, you know, Kudosan, it, it's, it's uh, I'm glad that it's on, it was on Shudder. I think it might still be on Shudder. Um, but gosh, yeah, so those were the witchy horrors that happen, but folk lore, folk tales in general have been a ton of, you mentioned uh, men and yeah, resurrection uh, of sorts. Resurrection, Christ, uh, like hatching. Been so much of that. Hatching, just bizarre, cool folk Lots, tale stories yeah, that have like simple uh, story to tell, but they're going to do something weird, trippy, crazy, or over the top that's going to make it fun. Lamb, you know, it's not new, but it's a, Crazy yeah. art house book tale, yeah. simple type things. You know, we're talking about grief and dealing with trauma. That's that's kind of what it is. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's a. It might be. It's. I don't. It's hap. There's more of those that there are. Like I think that might be as far as subgenres go with all the films that we've watched in the past two years. Uh, that might be probably the most prevalent subgenre that's been made in horror. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, I would I would definitely agree with you for the last year or two. I mean. There's there's so many of these folk uh, or fairy tale style, you know, new age fairy tale style. They're like almost like the way a fairy tale works, right? It takes like mm-hmm. this one human concept of like uh, greed or uh, or sorrow, and it and right. here, and this is the tale, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah. It's like fables of old, where it's just yeah, a yeah, yeah. Lesson to be learned. But they're gonna tell a trippy fucking story, right? Where right. the frog ends up eating the lion, you know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> what was that? What was that one movie? Oh, Hatching, Hatching, where yeah. the les- the lesson was, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, you know, you've got this main character, this little girl, and all she does through the whole movie is th- is the right thing, mm-hmm. and she loses. <laughs> like yeah. all the bad people win. <laughs> Like it's crazy, and it's, and it's great <laughs> because like that one especially it takes those just a it's a traditional story, uh, folk core elements, but there's this modern lens of social media, uh, and parenting that just takes it to a, a different level. Like the juxtapositioning of those elements create a very interesting dynamic to to watch, and yeah, just to. Yeah, hatching hatching it's was fun. amazing. It's it's high on my list. Um, it it was definitely a great movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, she will in the bag. 
it, yeah. Yeah. We're wrapping that up. Yeah. Wrapping up. I think I gave it a six and uh, six and a nine. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Uh, shoot. Uh, uh, this next week. So what we were going to do this week was barbarian. Barbarian. However, uh, unbeknownst to us, we miscalculated the release date of barbarian. Thought we were able to have access a week early. We were wrong. But I do believe Barbarian is hitting streaming services on the 8th. Oh, okay. So we can definitely Barbarian so, for next week. That is the idea, is that we will watch Barbarian. I continue to see uh, people discussing it, uh, doing posters and saying, look out for this film and the whole yeah. reference to it's this year's Malignant. I am done. I cannot. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to see anything. I've seen the poster and I'm already, I've heard I, I've heard a word mentioned that I don't even want to talk about. I don't even yeah. want to say because I don't want it to get jammed on my brain. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I, I, but, saw fi- I saw five seconds of the trailer, and then I closed my IMDb box and was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. I saw the word basement. And, uh, uh, like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> and so uh, it, like, it, I, I, I don't like doing trailers. Uh, yeah, I, hate I don't want to watch a trailer. I just, I feel it. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to have any idea of what's happening. And it's, uh, it's, it is my cross to bear as it yeah. were. Um, I get the artistic approach to trailers. We've talked about Jordan Peele's trailers being impactful and good for hyping the movie and getting interested in the movie. And I think those I'm willing to watch because there's a certain um, understanding that there's not going to be a spoiling of sorts. But I just don't trust most people, so I just avoid it as a role. And um, and so yeah, I'm. But I, what I was get, getting at before we the digression is that uh, th- it'll be interesting to see how we w- respond to Barbarian because with the way that this year has gone, we talked briefly uh, privately off uh, off air about quality of horror this year. And while there's been a lot of good horror to consider what's been like amazing, the best horror of the year that has stuck with us and that feeling has stayed all year. There's very, very, very few. Yeah. We, we could name like maybe two, one for sure. And then like a second or third was a little bit more difficult. And so I'm a little bit concerned that to make a a long story, even longer, I'm a little bit concerned that I might be overhyping this for myself and I'm going to go into it with too much expectation. And it might like, and it, I'm like I'm gonna have to wrestle with that. But well, I, you know, to be to be fair, we have you know the horror season is upon us, and we have a ton of new stuff coming. We got uh, Hellraiser reboot in a couple of weeks. We got Evil Dead Rise sometime in October. We got Jeepers Creepers uh, reborn by the end of the year. Um, Salem's Lot was scrapped, um, so we have no idea about Salem's Lot. Um, yeah. You know, so there's still a lot. Oh, Halloween ends, of course. There's still a lot of horror to be had. Um, a smile, I think, looks good. I uh, actually, I actually want to watch Pussy Cake. We keep, we keep not talking about it. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I just saw Deadstream is going to be coming out in October. Uh, Deadstream is something that I think was hitting uh, South by Southwest or one of the other festivals this year, uh, back in April and March, and people said was uh, found footage uh, awesomeness. Uh, didn't look into a whole lot, just saw a quick blurb of that, but I saw a lot of people talking about it as they were watching it at the festival that weekend and couldn't stop raving about it as a, something to look out for. 
I think IST acquired it, uh, but at any rate, I believe it's coming out in first or second week of October. So yeah, there's there's a lot. Uh, there's that. Um, what about that one? Wasn't that one called Sissy or something or Piggy? Piggy. Is oh supposed to be yeah, coming yeah. Piggy. Piggy looks good. And we're we're all when we say that we saw the word Piggy on the title and just like this woman covered in blood in a weird like ballerina type outfit and like yeah. just like a atmosphere behind her. It just looks fucking weird. Yeah. That's I don't all, know what to. That's all I needed to see. Uh, yeah, I did. I literally need to know nothing else about this movie, and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Posters can do a lot with just getting you excited to, to see something. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Pussy Cake is uh, Argentinian, um, and it is on Screenbox uh, right now. It's uh, about a group of uh, an all-girl like punk rock band goes on tour. And uh, it's supposed to be a gore fest. So, Exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch okay. that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is there? Uh, yeah, I rewatched The Prestige with uh, with the wife the other day. She had never seen it. Oh, Prestige. Yeah, Rebecca Hall, you know. But then, like everyone yeah. else that's in the movie, it's excellent. I love Christopher Nolan for the most part, you know. Sure. I watched, uh, like I told you before, I watched uh, The Last uh, House on the Left uh, for the first yeah. time. The first time last night. And it was it was weird. You know, Wes Craven, 1970s, it's, you know, the movie making in the 70s was weird because it's all, it's all like music. And the music, sure. and the music is wonky. It's like, very it's just, bizarre. It's, it's, in, it's instrumental and it's almost like, it's almost like this is the soundtrack on of people walking. This is what, it sounds like like it's that you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The same thing happened when I rewatched when we were watching Argento's uh, Dark Glasses, Black Glasses, Ochi Ochi, Um, I've rewatched Deep Red, Profundo Russo, and it has all those same elements where it's like just an image of someone who is like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's, this like is, this guy, this it's just the guy walking, walking to, yeah. the, to the building. He went yeah. in, and then the door closed, and it's like, <laughs> and then it goes yeah. to a different thing, and it's like, well, weird, yeah, it's trippy. So weird. Uh, so, so to 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 have that, and it's you know Wes Craven, who's you know one of the masters, as they say, and it must have been an early, early film for him too, because like, and and it is iconic, right? But it's like a murder revenge kind of thing, and. And it, it it ended very well, and it, and I honestly I thought it was a little slow, and like the jokes were like really bad. Like it almost felt like it was low budget for even the time of 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 the seventies. Like, um, of course I know nothing about the production, but that's just the vibe that I got. Yeah, um, that is one of the difficulties in going back to review uh, classics that you never watched. You know, with the the air that we grew up in in the films that we kind of cut our teeth on uh you know there's certain 70s classics that we can love and appreciate you know i think we both have a passion for uh suspiria you know uh obviously for halloween yeah if you go back and look at them it's you we can never experience those as a first timer with us now in the, yeah. in our mindset now I, so I, I, sorry to interrupt i just looked it up it, it was his first movie <laughs> yeah and he wrote it. 
but that's what I'm saying. Like us going back and watching a classic or something that uh, was a defining movie of the genre is is a, a weird experience because you know they're revered in a unique way that it's not necessarily uh, that it's hard to you can't put yourself in the shoes of of of, of, of our of a, or like our parents being 18 right. and watching it in There's, the theater. Yeah, yeah. And you can't take away everything that we have seen in life yeah, and right. uh, what we're uh, desensitized to. It's hard to to put your mind in that sense. It's like you have to watch it almost objectively. Uh, there's certain things that are going to occur that probably impact you on uh, on a different level, non-objectively. But as a as a critic and viewer in that way, it, you kind of have to put on uh, not rose-colored glasses, but sort of in a way to like that you're watching a piece of nostalgia almost, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we had a similar conversation uh, when I, like last year, when I finally watched Rosemary's Baby for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and it was like, it was so strange to see all of these iconic scenes that had been parodied hundreds of times in other horror movies. I knew mm -hmm. the entire plot of the movie without ever having seen it because I, I knew all of these scenes from other movies. It yeah. was so bizarre watching Rosemary's Baby for the first time at like 38, being like <laughs> the hu huge horror fan. Yeah. Because I had seen almost the entire movie through other films. Yeah, that's a good example of it. <laughs> so Barbarian will be next week. Uh, Barbarian next week, and Pussy Cake the week after. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sounds sounds delicious. I just found out about it yesterday, and I, I've been trying to find it. And I, I, I had a Screenbox subscription like six months ago, and I let it lapse because its selection was terrible. But I turned it back on today just so I can watch this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, exciting! All right, well then we will see. Uh, I mean, from title alone, it sounds um, very skeptical. It sounds like a <laughs> garbage, garbage title, but it could be uh, one of those weird things where it just works. Well, it's going to be subtitled, so that situation where the acting is good, no matter what, because you don't speak the language. Right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It is so funny. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice phenomenon. <laughs> like, I'm watching this French movie. I don't know if they're good actors, but yeah, I'm reading the subtitles, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll uh, bring us to the end of episode six. Uh, the review of She Will um, for tonight's episode of the podcast of the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. And I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you next week.